0: Uh, it's great to be with you today, and I would like to talk to us about something that is very basic. It is basic to developing relationship. It's especially critical in developing our relationship with God. When I say basic, I certainly don't mean simple. I guess what I mean is elemental, intrinsic, or even foundational. And, and just because something is basic on that level doesn't mean it comes easy us. And I'd like to read from the Apostle Paul in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. He says, Pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And uh, that first phrase is what I want to focus on. Pray without ceasing. Now I'm going to speak a little bit about prayer today. And as I do, uh, I've found over the years that often Christians, good believing people, actually only sort of drop off on a message like this because they feel guilty that they don't do it enough, or they really question whether they do it properly, whether they really communicate with God, whether they really connect with God. And so I want to encourage you, today is not going to be a message on this is what you should do. Today, I want to talk about the problem with prayer. I want to come from maybe the human side and the side that we often experience as people when it comes to trying to connect with heaven. Um, when I think about prayer, I've got to be honest. Honestly, at times I've had to ask myself, is this working? I mean, is this working? Is anyone listening? Is is a question. And and this is like Uh, Quite amazing, because when we got with Janine and Adam earlier, uh, she spoke about this even as she shared around our our time of prayer earlier on, and and this whole concept, you know, was something I was going to speak about. You do question, you know, why don't we see the miracle? Why don't we see things happen the way that we think? that they should, the way that we're asking God, why don't, doesn't it always turn out? Sometimes it does, and that's amazing, but sometimes it doesn't. And I actually think we've all had moments of doubt like that, if we're, if we're honest. Come on, don't leave me hanging. We've all had moments where we're wondering, where is God in this, even though I'm trying to speak to him about my circumstance and my situation? But I think maybe the real issue is often uh, that our expectations of what is going to happen through prayer, of what we're going to get out of prayer, is very different to what God wants to do through prayer. They're two very different things. We have an expectation of what we're going to see, and I think God has an expectation of what is going to happen in us. Actually, 1 John chapter 5, verse 14, the Apostle John says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So this is the paradox of... Lord, I'm asking you, but I don't seem to be seeing. John puts this sort of caveat in there. Basically, you get in step with God, you will see God results. The fact is, God's purpose can so often be higher than ours. You know, we tend to think, what is this doing for us? Uh, if we're honest, maybe God is asking, what is it doing In you? What is this circumstance? What is this situation? What are these moments in time that you're spending with me? What are they doing in you? Uh, Because if we're honest, you know, if you've spent a little bit of time in prayer, maybe you're already a a real praying person. You, You have no trouble communicating with God, spending time to speak to Him. We have all had experiences where prayer has changed us if you've done that. You know, maybe you've been at a point in prayer where you're praying for other people and other people's needs. And compassion will rise in you towards them, maybe even to want to meet those needs that was not there before. Prayer has changed something in you. Uh, uh, I, I think of things like inner healing, where maybe we've been hurt in a circumstance, maybe hurt by a particular individual, and we need to forgive. You know, We're hurt, we don't want to forgive, but we need to. And you take that to prayer, and it's amazing how the resolve to forgive can come to you through prayer. And once you release that person from your judgment, then you experience inner healing. As you release offense or bitterness or hurt, you get that stuff out of your heart so that you can go on well in life. Prayer has incredible potential to change us and to change our whole experience of life. Um, So I want to talk to us about the problem with prayer, if it is such an amazing thing, then why do we have a problem praying sometimes? I don't want to assume. I'm just saying, oh, I, I know I've walked with, with God for quite a few years, 35 years I've followed Jesus. We have ups and downs. We have strong times and we have times that aren't so strong. So I want to speak into this problem because I think it's a very, very human one. Uh, and the first thought is my distracted mind. What is the problem with prayer? It's my distracted mind. Uh, ever notice that the moment you begin praying, everything else in the room suddenly becomes louder, more colorful, and infinitely more interesting than what it's ever been to you before? I don't know whether you've had that. I reckon some of us know what I'm talking about. It can be a book that you've you've bought and you've never read, all of a sudden becomes interesting. It could be a magazine that you have read and read and read again, and all of a sudden it becomes exceptionally interesting. It could be something like a, a tea stain splashed on the wall beside you that's put a pattern on the wall that you've never noticed before. It could be a dead insect on a windowsill, but all of a sudden you're fascinated by everything except for maybe the one thing that you sat down to do. And that is a problem, a distracted mind. Uh, Another problem is my intense self-focus. The fact is, until you can forget yourself, you won't see God. When we're focused on ourselves, we, we don't see God, we don't see God's point of view, we don't see God's purpose and plan when we're focused on ourselves. And the fact is most people are self-centric even if we're not selfish you know they are two different things even though they may overlap but you might not necessarily be self-selfish but I think most people are self-centric and by that I mean we tend to think that the world revolves around us we tend to measure the value of everything around us by how it affects us on some level, we are self-centric and John's words, according to his will, when we ask anything, according to his will, we have it. They don't gel well in that environment. A self-centric environment is a toxic environment when we've actually, you know, we're trying to focus on God. We're trying to connect with him. Uh, for example, don't listen to yourself when you pray. Just Pray. Now, I know that might sound strange, but have you ever realised that you're listening to yourself pray while you're praying? And what that actually is, is becoming more self-aware than God-aware. I mean, have you ever had a conversation with yourself about how you're praying? Like, um, uh, you know, it might be, am I praying right? Uh, Am I praying an effective way? Is this the right prayer to be praying? Am I praying it the way it should be prayed? Or, or maybe even, man, listen to me, go. I'm praying up a storm right now. And the moment we do that, that, that connection that we've got with God shifts and we can lose it because the focus goes off who he is and comes back onto who we are. The moment that we have with God disappears when we become self-aware again. The whole point is, being lost in him. Uh, Here's another very human problem. My doubts and fears compounding. Uh, It's an interesting thing. But if we start to ask ourselves, will this happen? Do I really believe this is going to happen? And we can do that if if we're honest. Again, I'm, I'm hoping we're all being honest today. We can do that. While we're praying, while we're in a place where our faith should be building, if we start focusing on that, our fears begin to compound. We begin to think, well, uh, did it happen last time? How can I believe for something to change in this situation if the last situation I prayed about, I didn't see the change that I was looking for? And all of a sudden, our fears and doubts begin to compound. And that kind of introspective and and self-interrogation only serves to do one thing. It takes our, our focus off God and puts it squarely back on the problem. It puts it squarely back where there is no solution. There's no solution in the problems, otherwise they wouldn't be problems. And so we've got to look away from the problem to the problem solver. But if we're not careful, we, we run ourselves into a place of doubt, rather into a place. Of faith. And I think that's a fairly human issue. Problems, problems, problems. But here's the good news. I think into that context, we can look at what Jesus says about prayer. And I want to read this from the message paraphrase. Uh, I, I love this, this particular version of the scriptures. It's quite interpretive. It's put in very simple language. And I love what it says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 6. This is Jesus on prayer. He says, Here's what I want you to do. I want you to find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift. From you to God, and you will begin to sense his grace. Listen to that. The focus will shift from you to God, and you will begin to sense his grace. And I I read that passage, and I thought, wow, that's it. And it's in such simple language. It just makes it so clear. Get alone and seek him, not with a big display, not worried about you, not being self-focused, but His grace will begin to flow towards you as the focus shifts from you to Him. And this is prayer. This is prayer at its most powerful. Find a secluded place. I don't think that, that uh, it actually is talking about a particular geographical location, although it could be literal. I think that can be figuratively too. Some of us just might need to, to, to turn the light off and pray in the dark. That will take you into a place where there's no distraction. Stop role-playing. In other words, you know, stop questioning who you are and stop thinking about yourself and your circumstances. It might might be your inadequacies. As I said before, it might be thinking about your own awesomeness. All of that. Lose yourself. Stop role-playing before God. You're not fooling Him. Just be you. And then he says, be there simply and honestly as you can manage. And I love this thought. What what Jesus said is just be present in the moment. Be present in the moment. Years ago, a great uh, man of God that I looked up to told me, relax for easy power. In other words, stop trying to make change. Stop trying to force it. Stop trying to control everything. Relax. And let God take over. And I think this is exactly what Jesus is saying here is that you uh, become aware of him and you will begin to sense his grace flowing towards you. Not that hard. Just remove yourself from distraction. Um, Forget about yourself. Forget about the problems and begin to focus on God and receiving his grace for your situation. So, here's some questions that I think will help us uh, to identify where we're at and maybe where we need to shift or how we need to adjust position to position ourselves for intimacy with God through prayer. First one's this Where do you go to pray? You know, do you have a place figuratively, literally? Can you identify this is my spot? This is where I can be the most distraction free? and 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 just spend time with God. Second question is, can I forget about myself? How well can I forget about myself? How well can I lose my self-focus and become God focused? Because that's a key in prayer. Uh, the third question is in is my focus on the problem or on the one who has the answers? Again, shifting the focus from myself and from my problems and putting it on the one who has solutions. Well, I hope that's been helpful today. I hope that's encouraged you. I want to encourage you. It's worth developing your relationship with God. It's worth finding a place where you can communicate and God can communicate to you and you can see him at work in your world according to his will. So I'd love to pray for us today as we close. Heavenly Father, I pray for everyone who's here with us and I pray for a grace in our lives. Number one, to seek you, to spend some time uh, getting quiet, getting still before you, getting in a place of no distraction uh, and connecting with you in a meaningful way, in a way that your grace flows towards our lives and towards the circumstances of our lives. I pray that you would, Help us to do that. Father, I pray that people would see change, not just in their circumstances, but as we seek you, we'd see the change that you want to happen in us. In Jesus' name, amen. And uh, hey, listen, if you're here with us and maybe you've never got to that point of connecting with God through prayer, maybe you've never opened your heart to Jesus. I know for me, that's where it all began. Literally, the first prayer I really authentically prayed, I think, was I was actually an unbeliever when I prayed it. And, um, and it was to open my heart to Jesus, to welcome Jesus into my world, to affirm that I actually now was beginning to believe. And you have the opportunity to do that just right where you are, where you're sitting, standing, uh, whatever you, you're watching us on right now and with us on, uh, right where you are you can just open your heart to Jesus and say, Jesus, come into my life. Um, forgive me for things that I'm less than proud of and help me to live the way you want me to live. Uh, and as you pray, he'll begin to work change in you so you can open your heart in the simplest of ways. Fantastic. I trust you've done that. That would be my prayer for you today. And it's been great to spend this time with you. Have an awesome week. And I'll hand you back to Adam and Janine.